Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, this episode of the Original versus Remake podcast. I am Luke Mathias. And I am John Curcio. And we are here this week on our first Disney episode to talk about The Lion King. And uh, yeah, I was re, uh, revisiting the original one and watching the first, uh, the, the remake uh, for the mm-hmm. very first time, I mm-hmm. should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, been a number of years since I watched the original, and I, it might be like in in span of my lifetime, it might be my, my favorite movie of all time. Like all time, oh wow! It, it's, it's, it could be up there, just not 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 currently necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like my my current favorite, but like. Over the span of like everything, like yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I mean I'm it's sure, I mean it's many people. I'm sure it's many people's favorite. It's a classic, and uh, I, <laughs> well, obviously I've seen plenty of uh, videos and dissertations explain to me why I shouldn't like the movie. Um, I think it's actually one of the closest things to a perfect movie it you get. It really is. Um, it's. That's the thing is the the difficulty in talking about the original Lion King is that there's almost not much you can add to it other than to pretty much sing its praises, no pun intended, uh, from beginning to end. I have very, not to like bury the lead here, but I don't like, it's difficult to scrape together a... Uh, it's people of our age too. Like yeah, because I, I, I saw I remember seeing that in theaters for the very yeah, first, it, it, first it time. It is that added factor. I mean, I don't know, maybe like, listening to someone it, who, you know, was born well after that watch it. I feel as though uh, I feel as though though uh, this type of movie is universally beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why when they announced that they were doing it, I feel like everyone got extra sensitive, everyone's skin got extra soft. And sure, yeah. I feel like, though, um, I feel as though kind of it was, uh, the remake was jumping off of the high from Jungle Book. I think Favreau knocked that one out of the Oh, car. certainly. I actually revisited uh, that uh, Jungle Book ahead of um, ahead of this, and Jungle Book's outstanding. That was a great movie. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorites growing and up. And it's, it's easy to see why Favreau got, then, then got hired to uh, to do the Lion King oh, after yeah. this, just because the the amount of uh, oh, thematic uh, there's a lot of thematic yeah. overlap yeah. there. That was quick, like the snap of their fingers, and he was doing Lion King. I remember how quickly that came about. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and you know what? I, I actually I, I enjoyed the remake. I thought I thought yeah. I, th- I thought there were some good aspects to it, and uh, uh, I mean it was it it looked incredible. It looked like it looked like a nature documentary come to life. Exactly. So, uh, but. Yeah. Again, that also it also the special effects also detracted a little bit from it uh, emotionally too. Yeah. It was it was a very tall order uh, remaking yeah. this thing. Since since I was talking about how it's kind of difficult for me to talk about it to overly critique the original or critique it too much, the best way I feel like to talk about it is really just to do the comparison between the two because yeah. You said the effects, and the effects are fantastic. The effects are fantastic. It's actually yeah. kind of ironic they refer to this as a live action film because it isn't. It it's really like, isn't. No, it's an animated like, film. Oh, that looks like, like live. My action. response to them saying live action is like, kind of like, huh? Yeah. Like, okay, is it like, I don't know. It's just so impressive yeah. that it that it absolutely looks live action. I feel did, like they have to come up with a new phrase for it. Did you ever see the movie called Broadway? No. I mean, no, yes, I did. Absolutely. You did, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I did. And that was a very creative way that they were able to bring it. Because I've never seen it's that. It's fantastic. Okay. I mean, just the artistry of it. Like, I remember 
when I was a kid and then saying they were doing a Broadway show and I'm like, how could you possibly do a Broadway show of that? But seeing it, I just, it's breathtaking. God bless the creative department for putting that, for being able to put that to, uh, able to put that together and to still capture a lot of the, like the heart and energy sure. of that movie. But the effects are perfect. I mean, yeah. they're excellent. It does, like you said, it looks like right out of a, a nature documentary. And it serves itself well as, like, the remake serves itself well as being just, like, a, a, a theatrical event. You yeah. Know? Like, it, it has a very epic feeling very to big. it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's even, like, it's, like, a good half hour longer than the original one, too. Absolutely. They have to pad it a little bit because the Disney movies, especially in the 90s, moved along. I mean, they popped mm-hmm. along. I feel like some animated films nowadays hang around a little bit too late. I think sometimes they got to get in and out of there really quickly. Um, the thing is, the effects are excellent. The problem is that also kind of detracts a little bit because the performances in the original movie uh, the performances matched the expression obviously sure. animals don't make those expressions but it's an animated yeah. film whereas this one they the wanted technology to technology limited the emotions yeah the animals could do yeah there was only so much I mean it didn't bother me too much it bothered a lot of people but sure, I, I just took it for what it was which is this is meant to be the equivalent of a live action Lion King sure yeah you know? and yeah I felt that way too it just the, the, there was still a uh, the slight lack of connection to it on account of that. There was something missing. There was there was that X factor that was mixing where you there's something about like I mean when Simba is screaming no and he sees yeah yeah that was one. There's something about his eyes and the mouth open like yeah. you see his expression in the original movie and the way he pulls back. I mean that is just something that rips your heart in, in two. Mm-hmm. And it's still sad in this one, but there's just that added element that is gone and you can't help it but feel it you know mm-hmm. and like it to me it like it doesn't make this it doesn't yeah it doesn't make me hate this movie sure no i no, i enjoy it yeah. you're gonna get you're just gonna get right. something less out of it yeah i would say that um i appreciated there was there was a couple of like a few differences i actually liked uh even though I obviously think that the Jeremy Irons scar is perfect, uh, one thing I kind of liked about Chiwetel Ejiofor's version is that there seems to be just a little bit more to him, maybe a little bit more uh, suggestion of his backstory that maybe he and Mufasa had. Their, their past was a little bit more deep, uh, deeper than just uh, he was the one that, you know, that was the prize sure, child. Sure, certainly. Um, and you just get this feeling that, uh, and I like the fact that in this one, Mufasa's a little more stern on uh, being protective over scarring than maybe he doesn't deserve it. I feel like there was just a little bit more added to that, but it wasn't all a great deal. Certainly, I feel like with this, there was uh, a little bit of an effort to, de- to delve uh, a little deeper into the backstories of the characters, yeah. particularly with the voice, like the voice cast they got for it, because they got yeah. freaking all-star cast yeah, they all around. Yeah, even, br- even bringing back, like, you know, James Earl Jones, yeah. and, uh, I mean, uh, part of the cast, but, like, Elton John did, you know, did music for yeah. it, and uh, all that. Yeah, Elton John is synonymous with Lion King. You couldn't possibly do something without him. Uh, I mean, Can You Feel the Love Tonight wasn't... They were, Disney wanted to cut that. They didn't want that in the original movie. Really? He had a fight for that to be in the film. He went yeah. to the Academy, Academy Award for it. So it ends up becoming, like, you know, 
one of the two but, greats. Yeah. But he had a fight because it's suggestive, you know, because it's can you feel the love tonight? Mm-hmm. The two of them are starting to get romantic. And they do it during the daytime in the remake. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> that, I was going like, uh yeah, It felt like the two of them were on vacation or something. Right. It didn't really feel like the sweeping love story. There was something about the, the majesty of it being at night with the... Just the way it looked and the mm-hmm. colors and the lights and the and the again I feel, I feel like that's the technology of it because if you do, if you try to do the actual technology of it at night it would have been too dark to freaking see anything. Yeah, no, absolutely. So like this, it was one of those like painting yourself like filmmaking paint yourselves into I a core thing. At that point, just compromise a little bit and just during that part be a little bit less realistic. You know, right? I feel like if you I feel like if if you're moving is ultra-realistic. Give yourself 10 to 15% to be somewhat unrealistic. You, you Probably, earn yeah. it. I feel like, you, and you need it. You know, I don't want everything to be as, you know... It's, as, it's escapism. Exactly. That's what, I, that's what oh, I'm looking for. Yeah. It's a 10 to 15% at minimum escapism. Yeah. I would say um, one of the... One thing that... Uh, definitely, I'd say one thing that's that's that they did pretty well is Timon and Pumbaa. I feel like... Yes, I definitely. Like, I mean, I was... I, I, I got just the right amount of laughs from them as I did from Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella, but they did their own thing, but still very much felt in line with mm-hmm. with uh, Nathan Lane and Ernie Sabella. They were just fantastic. I thought that they had a great chemistry. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone cast was like... Was, was, was a big fan. Of the, like, was was well cast yeah. and had a love for the original one that carried over to their work. Yeah. In this remake yeah. too, because I, I, I throughout this remake, I always sensed a uh, love from of, of the original oh, yeah. carrying on into it. Yeah. There's something very like I remember seeing that movie when I was a kid and just being. Yeah. Like, that was one of the first Disney movies that felt heavy to me. It was oh, definitely. You know, like uh, previous movies had done things, stuff to pull on your heartstrings and some sad yeah. moments, but there was just something about this that you just felt it. It was just, it, you know, it was uh, everything, every moment, beat for beat, it's like even just getting to the conversation with Mufasa and the, and the stars and all that. And like that hit. Disney it. making that at the time, it was a big yeah. if for them. That's true. Like, because yeah. Alan Macon, Alan Macon uh, I, I think he turned it down and said, mm-hmm. I'd rather do Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, especially because, you know, there's patricide in the movie. Right. Well, I mean, actually not because it's Scar who does it, but then it's it's the setup that it looked that yeah. Simba did it one way. That's sick. When you really when is. When you really... There, it's twisted. I remember watching Lion King for the first time, you know, this was a while ago, and it had been a while at that point since I watched and I watched it with some friends, and I remember just the scene, I'm like, I had forgotten that Scar basically told Simba it was his fault and he should run away, and I'm like, that is the sickest thing really you is. could do to a child. You tell him he is responsible for the death of his father that he just watched die in front of him. There are just There's a reason why I feel like Scar ends up on a lot of top lists of uh, Disney villains, because oh, definitely. he is one of the biggest bastards of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked what Chiwetel did. He... Jeremy Irons is more bigger, more flamboyant. You know, it's to die for, you know. Whereas Chiwetel is a lot, you know, it, it's something he'll never forget. You yeah. know, he's a more quieter, more a little more methodical. Jeremy Irons did break down between the two yeah. performances there. Because Jeremy Irons' scar is how could you not tell that he is clearly devious and villainous? Sure. Not that Chiwetel isn't very threatening, but there's something a little more sad about him. You see, it's you're not quite sure if he's just miserable or if there's something else going on behind the scenes so I thought that both work it's just a good thing that they tried something new because just aping Jeremy Irons it gets you nowhere 
<laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, like, how Disney's doing, like, going through their whole catalog of... Yeah, it was gonna happen. You know what? Obviously, it was, and there's still there's still more to go. And it's comfort food. The, uh, I mean, we were talking earlier before we recorded this about the news of Mulan. Yeah. Coming in, debuting on Disney Plus, which I mean, yeah. I, I'm disappointed about the news just because of how I, I was I was genuinely really excited to see yeah. that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what, we'll get a theater experience with it. But yeah. right now, this is an unprecedented situation. It, so yeah, ob- obviously, every, yeah. Every studio's making way, we're making do with what they've got right now. But one thing I've noticed about these, about the remakes as uh, Aladdin, which I enjoyed, um, mm. there was, and, uh, and this movie does it too, where they added a modern song, which I think is good. Like, sure. add a modern song. Sure, yeah. And I actually, I actually, I liked the song in Aladdin. I think I was fine with the Beyonce song in this. The only thing is that they are adapting these films from the 90s. These songs, these performances are straight out of like the early 90s, mid 90s, you know, Disney flair. And then these songs feel like 2018, 2019. Okay. So it almost feels a little jarring where it's, we're going from music that clearly was made a while ago and then suddenly into a pop song that you would hear more likely today. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't yank me out sure. of it to the point, but it is a little bit of like, oh, this feels a little bit different in tone to the previous songs. But it's fine, yeah. you know. It's not like it's kind of difficult. Like if they were I, to try and make a song that I'll, matches that period. I'll paraphrase a uh, Sydney Lumet said yeah. that uh, about anything retro. Uh, give it twenty years, mm-hmm. it'll do that on its own. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing about remakes is more often than not, I always say like if you can add something to it, do something a little different with it, then go right ahead. With this, I feel like it was mainly like we're gonna tap into what you you know. Oh sure, it was, it was definitely that that one that high up in the catalog. You yeah. know, that definitely the mo- one of the most marketable titles they had. Yeah, exactly. That, it was. I mean, it was no brainer for them to do it. Yeah, obviously. I, if you look at the numbers that they put up with it, it was, I, that's why I find it pointless to have these long yeah. drawn out conversations of why we're remaking this, why we're making that. Sure, it's I, simple. It's, it's going to happen. People are going to pay and they're going to see it because yeah. it's comfort food. We've seen. Uh, we've seen, you know, Cinderella, Lion King, uh, Aladdin, we've seen them 10,000 times. So it's kind of like you've listened to the same song a million times, and you're always going to love that song. But then you listen, then another band comes out with a cover. It's different, but you're still going to yeah, listen to it. it. Really, yeah, it's definitely playing, like, yeah, you a lot of But the, the, And there's nothing wrong with that. I remember Richard Roper made a comparison to that. I think it was the... Uh, of all the movies, the 06 Omen movie, where, I mean, I actually enjoyed that. And he basically was like, this is basically like a cover of a song you really like, where it's, you know, it's something different, but it's more or less the same thing, but you're kind of down yeah. with it, you know? And I feel the same way. That could be a good review movies. or a bad review. That is true. You're not wrong. That is true. He was saying it positively. <laughs> he was, okay, yeah. Yeah, where it's like... It, it, it doesn't, like, there are ones that kind of blow you away, like, that do something different, take you down a different avenue. There are ones that are, you know, like, you might as well have not remade it because it's yeah. the same movie, <coughs> Gus Van Sant. Um, <laughs> and then you, and then you have... Exactly. But, you know, then you have the ones that are just different enough that it felt like a new experience, but more or less kind of was the same thing you remembered. 
So I think that that's kind of harmless. Uh, sure. By the way, we're not doing an episode on Psycho. There's a, no, there's no, no point. <laughs> there's no need to. Hitchcock did it. Gus Van Sant copied it, and yeah. that's the conversation. I'll do a whole video on why Psycho is great. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll do. I, I can talk ad infinitum as to why Psycho is a brilliant movie, but uh, I'll give Gus Van Sant. Maybe we'll already. I'll give Gus Van Sant this. He was able to mimic Hitchcock, and I guess that's not. Totally easy, but no, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's another conversation, or, or not. Apparently, because we're not yeah, talking we're, about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I we, had, we just we're, had the conversation. We just had the other conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic. Plenty of other yeah, conversations. Overall, I find Lion King a lot. The only Disney remake that I found that I absolutely despise is Alice in Wonderland, which I don't even count because it was so long ago. Yeah, this big. It wasn't part of that yeah, phase. Yeah, before this big gag. And there's more, sorry. yeah. That movie, that movie sucks. But uh, so yeah. really I enjoyed because I'll be honest with you, I was never really big. Oh, yeah, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh directed that. You, I was never big on the animated movie. Oh, really? I love the animated movie. I, know, I enjoy the movie, but it wasn't a regular yeah. of mine. For sure. Uh, and then I saw the live action one, and I was like, this is I mean, this is really good. It's very classy. It's very charming. No pun intended. It's very sweet. <laughs> uh, and once again, it did that thing, and I was like, same thing with kind of Aladdin, what they did with Jafar. It's like, you made it more like a political ideology. He believes he would be a better sultan as opposed to just being an absolute bastard and being sure. like, I don't care, I just want to run things. The difference between like making a film in an animated format versus a live-action music. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and Gaston, they even added a little bit. Seems like he almost kind of has, like, PTSD. He only remembers... Yeah, for war, sure. And he just needs an yeah. enemy. That I want to do is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, happily talking yeah. about that. Yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, I've never found any of these to be offensive. I nah. think that it's fun to get a little refresher of something you, you've seen and enjoyed before. You know, so, I mean, same thing with this. It was like, I wanted to, I had, like, I've seen the original, original a million times. I re rewatched it recently and still holds up. It's perfect. Leave it be. But this one, I was like, yeah, like, why not give it a shot? And, you know, something, it, 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 overall, I thought it was enjoyable. But, like I said, the main disconnect is the expressions. Sure. And they, they weren't going to be able, if they were sticking with this vision, they weren't going to change it. So I sure. can't really complain no, yeah. too much. This is what they wanted to do. And, you know, and it's also... You know, I, I certainly admire the effort Favre yeah. made. Yeah. One, one addition I'll say that I enjoyed it is a minor addition, but I liked it, is I forget the character's name, but it was the hyena that Whoopi Goldberg played in the original. And they upgraded her character to being sort of like she's the leader of the hyena. Yeah, no, I like that too. Yeah, so that, was nice, that was a nice touch yeah. to that. Instead of Scar just being a tyrant over them, they actually have their own... There's character. a hierarchy. He has to sell himself to them that he can actually lead them. Yeah. Because she's I, like... Ties into what you're saying. Yeah. He has a, uh, a little bit deeper of a political ideology yeah. to him. To him. Yeah. More substance to that. People really didn't like the be prepared version of this. Don't get me wrong. Nothing touches the original. The original oh no! Masterful. <laughs> but in this one, they went with something different, where it's, he's not grandstanding and and being on top of the tower when yeah. he does rise, but he's whispering to yeah. them. He's getting into yeah. their heads. He's got to do something different. different. Yeah, because let's be honest. First of all, I love Chiwetel Ejiofor, but he wasn't going to be doing the Jeremy Irons. No, like, of course. That's, that's not what you cast him for either. Yeah, I mean, there's so much sass in Jeremy Irons' performance, and I'm glad that they didn't just try and mimic that. Yeah. You know, but, you know. All right. And uh, I think that's going to bring this episode to a conclusion here. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in.
and uh, we look forward to presenting our uh, next episode to you soon. Be well, be uh, safe. Take care out there. Uh, these are strange times right now. <laughs> yeah, so if you're, if you're listening to this 50 years from now, yeah, it's, uh, you know, hope you're enjoying these movies. So you won't understand the context to our yeah. COVID situation, maybe. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the world is still standing. I really hope so. Yeah, you know, that's a, a good point. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Luke and uh, my John. buddy John here. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. This has been a Bridgeport Vanscoy production.